King Charles III, the coronation. Join me with VT's Paul Fitzgerald and Liz Gould as we discuss the Earth Rights Visionary Proposal that they sent to King Charles in an open letter as a way to end poverty, homelessness, hunger, and war. Right here, right now, on VT Radio. Let's go. With host Johnny Punish. We're back on VT Radio with Paul Fitzgerald and Liz Gould, amazing people from the East Coast of America. But we're here to talk about the May 6th coronation of King Charles. Uh, that's going to happen here in about a week or so. Uh, Paul and Liz, welcome back to VT Radio. Thanks, Johnny. It's Thank great you. to be back. Thank you, Johnny. It's great here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Always fabulous to have you. What a great discussion we are normally have. So I'm looking forward to this one because, you know, King Charles is happening right now. Uh, it's going to be all over the news here shortly in about three or four days, all over the world. And I know that you folks wrote this amazing letter. So I, I'll, let's get right to it. Go ahead and tell me about this amazing letter that you wrote. Okay. Well, first of all, we actually didn't write the letter. It was written by Earth Rights visionary Alana Hartsock, who we are working with because what we discovered in our effort to create world peace based on John Fitzgerald Kennedy's American University speech that he made June 10th, coming up to the 60th anniversary this year uh, in 1963, uh, it is still an inspiration to the point where you read it and you know, we, in order to really honor JFK, the best way to do it would be to truly resurrect his, his, um, his, peace, his peace initiative. And what we discovered along the way in trying to do this was that without an economy of peace, you can't have world peace. And that's where the Georgist economics come in. The Georgist economics basically effectively can create the kinds of initiatives and the kind of, of a way for the value of the land, okay, which is considered effectively it's referred to basically as it's it's god's gift okay if you go back to you know 5000 years ago these are discussions between uh, in in all the major religions of of abraham and and all the major religions of the world have dealt with what are the gifts of god that everyone should have an equal share in and how do you make sure that sharing holds and that's been an evolution going on now for thousands and thousands of years. And what King Charles represents in terms of the idea of massive accumulation of wealth, it's not just in, 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 in money, okay, and in valuables, it is actually in land. And that's where the problem comes in because very wealthy people like King Charles, who at this point owns one sixth of the earth's surface, uh, he became the largest landowner when he inherited this from his mother. Um, and what the Georgist economics has been trying to help people understand, and in fact, it was very well understood in the 19th century, and um, because it was so well spread and well known. And what it explained was how rather than taxing what, let's say, earned income, what you what you earn, okay, as a wage earner, as whatever you do, Okay, labor is involved, whether it's intellectual labor or, or your body, okay, versus unearned income. Well, that's where the land value is critical to understand because the land value is not based on anything you necessarily do. Its value already exists. 
whether it's in the natural resources, in its location, in the way in which it can be used and become productive. So this is a way to understand that there are people like King Charles who are benefiting fantastically by having a, a technical ownership of something that really should be owned by every single human being on the planet equally, that we all have to have equal access to the basics that we need. I mean, if we looked at the, you know, the, the, word, the world of birds as an example, all the birds flying around, finding where to build their homes. Well, they're using the natural resources to do what they need to live and to feed their families and to grow and prosper. Well, that's exactly what every human needs the right to do. And it used to be that way. It was referred to as the commons. It was the idea that even in uh, modern times, the idea of the commons still exists, but it's been shrunken so, so, so much. And that's again, where we created this letter and the idea of going to him before the coronation to try and influence uh, the thinking, okay, of people like him, that it is time now in order to correct what really is an imbalance that has been progressively getting worse and worse, the, the, the fair distribution of the values of the earth so everyone can live and everyone can have the true plenty that the average human being needs not owning one-sixth of the surface of the world, which is what King Charles presently owns. So that gives you a, a little bit of a summary. Yeah, I mean, it's time. Uh, the fact is everyone is aware. I mean, you know, it's been happening bit by bit by bit in the United States. The middle class has always been the thing that everyone in the world wanted to come to the United States for, was you got to be a part of this middle class, you got a chance to pull yourself out of poverty, whatever it was, whatever ethnic group you were a member of. The fact is, is that, that this place was a place where you could actually get something done and you could rise above the status that you, your family might have lived in for generations. So that's all been changed. We've been intentionally deindustrialized, and the powers that be have been pulling more and more of our democracy and our rights and liberties. And the basis of that is, uh, is the economy. The economy is essential to be able to get out of that that downward spiral that we seem to all have been in. And it's not just the United States. It's clearly around the world. And this is it's been never been more obvious than it is right now. And and Henry George was the way in which he proposed that that shouldn't have happened in the first place, that we could have had a more equitable society to begin with. And that's been, you know, there are actually, you know, the whole modern economics was created to defeat people like Henry George and specifically Henry George's ideas. Right. In fact, uh, it's important for people to understand that many Georgist ideas have actually been applied. A state like Pennsylvania, for instance, already has the ability to create a land value tax to shift it off of, let's say, the buildings and the productive things that people invest in the land. And building for. improvements. Improvements, exactly. And basically, you you charge a effectively mm -hmm. a land rent. Well, what that will do is that will force people who are buying land just to speculate to not make tons of money on speculation because they will actually have to pay the actual land value. So it isn't just an issue of holding very inexpensive land uh, and then waiting for the moment to you know, sell it when you can make a killing because a road is put in or because some kind of big 
a kind of industrial base moves to the area, whatever those reasons are, you personally may have made no investment and that's all part of the problem. So while you're sitting on that land and it's doing nothing, it isn't costing you very much. Well, that's how this will change everything. And it can actually, this is one of the ways that we can deal with homelessness because the basis of homelessness is actually rooted in land speculation, raising the prices so much. This actually de-incentivizes people to hold land just to make more money. So we know that, again, we know who we're looking at as the problem. And they were the ones who, in the 19th century, began developing uh, in, in the, like the University of Chicago and the various universities what became neoliberalism. And it was actually created to directly uh, stop the advancements of the Georgist economics that was actually spreading around the world. It wasn't just in the United States, even though Henry George was an American. So these are important, and I did want to make a quick announcement that we're actually having an event to basically discuss the letter and move forward with our ideas. It will be next Wednesday, May 3rd, from 3 to 4.30 Eastern Standard Time, and you can find out all about it by going to valediction.net slash event list, and that will give you the information it's from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, by the way, for those people who, who would be interested in joining with us to further this discussion. Will this be online or will it be uh, elsewhere? It will be, it will be on Facebook. So you can act. But we, we hope people will sign up so that they can come right in and join with us. It's online. A, it, it's yeah. online, yes. Um, right. But it, it will also be on actively on Facebook for people who might not be able to make it. So... We hope that's okay, perfect. That, that's really awesome. I'll see how maybe I can connect with that. Maybe VT Radio can connect some way and also oh, uh, present that, sure. that as well. I'll, I'll look into that after the show and see if we can do something about that. Okay. Um, and, well, next question well, for you. So, so do you think this uh, this land use tax is, is basically a, a mitigation of the inherent problem with capitalism, which is pure greed? It, it, it's, it's mitigating it. It, it. Would you classify it as that? In that area? I, I think what it does is it removes some of the easy way, very, let's say, people who are greedy, who can take advantage uh, too easily. And it de-incentivizes. That's the point. Most people don't need to own one sixth of the world's surface to feel good about themselves. And he, and I think that's the point about King Charles. He is the poster you know, boy, so to speak, for for that, you know, why? Why should one human being and his family control that level of the of the Earth's surface? And, and the fact of the imbalance created by that, but how to correct it has been the challenge. And that what's so powerful about the Georgist ideas is that the land tax value, which again, there's a huge history of how, they used to call it the Jubilee year, was one of the ways in which the, the in in the Old Testament, you know, you have the need of the jubilee year. So you're dealing to forgive the debt. To forgive what it did is they they would forgive the debt so that they could rebalance the economy. That was the whole point. So like resetting your computer. Yeah, right. So the so the but this is an actual in in evolution that actually. Um, has and again, it's already been applied. It's using the basics of of creating the tax base based on how much the land value is. It's called. It's like you're renting effectively the land. You really don't own it 
individually because we that's the whole idea all human beings have to have some access to it so it's what you are productively contributing are you contributing uh, for instance if you are a small farmer you're going to actually pay less taxes than the big huge um, industrial farms because of the land usage the way things happen so smaller industry smaller use of things becomes easier that right now what we're doing is we're we're charged we're, you know you get taxed for making improvements on your land well that de-incentivizes improvements that's where you get slum lords that's how why they they exist because they they have an incentive to not invest in the building so these are the ways that these things will naturally de-incentivize it so it doesn't change capitalism per se. The basics of the capitalist system are still there, but it creates a more even playing field for most people will be happy with this. That's the point. You know, we're, I, I, I definitely would. You know, exactly. I'm a big proponent of Jack Fresco, who promotes the Venus Project. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he talks about the monetary-based system versus the resource-based system. And he argues correctly that I, I might add that the uh, monetary-based system is inherently corrupt and there's nothing we can do about it. So he argues that we should have a resource-based system, which well, is based using a, a supercomputer or a computer to decide where resources should be redistributed. For example, uh, let's say Canada has 1,000 hospitals and Africa has two. Well, clearly Africa has more population, so the idea would be we need to move those resources uh, over to Africa so that way they're more equally distributed. And we're not talking about socialism here, because because in his argument is we're not talking about the monetary based system at all. We're not talking about money. We're, there is no money, okay, in his in his calculation. But having said that, uh, to move that forward is, I think it's a beautiful des design for the twenty second, twenty third, or maybe even twenty fourth century. But there's no practical way to 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 do something anywhere near that in reality. So what you're talking about here is is moving things in a different direction, uh, not changing the capitalist system, which is actually realistic here. The only challenge that I see, in at least the United States, is the Republican Party as it is today um, will have their head explode. I mean, this goes well, against Well, actually, the, the beauty of, the, of these ideas is they've already been applied. There are many examples all over the world. They're being implemented now. Right. In, in fact, American Detroit, States. it was an article in the Wall Street Journal that Detroit is going to be using the land value tax to regenerate Detroit because it's been shown over and over again that it revitalizes. In fact, I think there was a story in Pennsylvania about Allentown, I believe it was, mm -hmm. and they had something like 5,000 shuttered buildings when they went into some economic crisis for a number of reasons. And they, they implemented the land-based tax system and they got that down to under 500 shuttered buildings in not that long a period of time. So this is the point. This is not um, a future idea. These are already, so you can go into the current conditions in many areas across this country and begin to utilize these ideas to realign things. And, and it, it, the time it takes is for people to find out about it, it seems, because once you know, once it starts happening, I think it was, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, anyway, Pittsburgh, I think that was the one. Pittsburgh apparently lost its steel mills in the early 1970s, I believe. Yeah. And they applied, they ended, they applied the, the, um, uh, the, the land-based tax 
and they reversed it to make it one of the most livable cities in the world. I mean, I mean, in this country. So this is yeah. the point. So we're, this is why. So if you can do it in a place like Pittsburgh, you can do it anywhere. Exactly. And or Allentown or and again, there are, there are yeah. examples all over the world. So we know that that it works. We know. And again, it is not so much a left right thing. Lefties and righties both like it because it addresses. I think it's about what is common, whether you're left or right, are the common things that most people want, especially Americans. I think that the idea that it, there is not a, a whisper about changing uh, land ownership per se. It's about making sure, though, that people who own a lot of land are going to pay the fair share of the value of the land they have not invested in. And that's what people will realize. That's very powerful. So if you, by the way, if people want to read the letter, it's online. And we hope people will make an effort because it will give you a very quick education about all these issues and how it can work. Because what we tried to do is the letter was created with the intent of helping King George understand why he, and this is what the name, by the way, of our next um, roundtable will be. Let's make King, listen to me, King George. I call him George because of, of, of Henry George. I, I mix them up, but listen to this. Let's make King Charles the Henry George of the 21st century. We want him to embrace Henry George. He was denied that opportunity to help us in the 20th century by interests that created neoliberalism. And I think we're done with neoliberalism. I think that we all know that. And I think it's time. So this is the idea. And that's what our next roundtable next Wednesday will be furthering the discussion on. But the letter exists also on the website at valediction.net slash world peace. And it is, it, you know, it's there, the letter's there, and our overall proposal for economic justice and world peace is there too. Awesome. You know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that's available on VT, of course, uh, with the post of this show. I'll make sure all the links are there. So we'll get that done for sure. <laughs> Paul, it, it's a really a, an amazing idea. This is a really, really big, big, big idea that can work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. the fact is, is that it's so practical. I know. It's it, just it, it, very practical. And I think that that's what Liz and I contribute to this, is that we're both very practical people, <laughs> you know, right. and that's why, you know, our relationship has worked all these years. Yeah. yeah. Thank and, goodness and for all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact is, is that, you know, we, we just want it to work for people and we want it to, you know, we want to bring that bounty back to, you know, to America, but we also want to, you know, spread it around the world. And the fact is, you know, what better symbol of of that world is King Charles? You know, the fact is, is that Queen Elizabeth and King Charles have been the kind of penultimate symbol of royalty. Well, let's get the royalty working on our on behalf of the people on our behalf. You know, let's get them out there and use that for our purpose. One of the big people uh, in, in the UK, the, the people want that, too. I mean, it's not yeah. like they don't want that. They love their king and queen and queen, excuse me, but. Uh, but they really want a better life for the average person. Of course, everybody right. wants that. That's just ridiculous not to even think that, don't you think? Right. In fact, I hope we can, you know, connect with um, Gloria Moss, is it? I think we yeah, mentioned Professor Gloria fact, Moss. Because we, we heard uh, her discussion about the issues of, of the, uh, you know, of what they're focused on. And we feel this is another important angle for British people to connect to because they need to encourage their king we, we as Americans aren't in the position to encourage him the way they are. 
And so we're definitely talking to uh, British Georgists and people in, in, in the British Commonwealth who can help us uh, spread this word to encourage uh, King George. Uh, there I did it again. <laughs> King Charles. <laughs> I know I'm stuck on Henry George being King George. I think I, I've made that connection totally. Right. Um, we're going to get you some flashcards. I, <laughs> I, I, I think I know why it's happening because I do. I want him to embrace this so much. We need a sign. And I think he is in a perfect position to show that he is a man who is connecting to the new reality that is necessary for these elites to connect to. Absolutely. Now, in, in the United States, um, left and right, both sides seem very frustrated with government, right? So that's yeah. the big complaint on both sides is that the government's not working for them. I think their disagreement foundationally lies in how to do it. I mean, they, they don't know how to do it. And neither one seems to know how to do it. Um, so could, you're saying this could be for both sides and it could work Absolutely. for everybody. How Absolutely. do we influence the people that can do something like this? Well, I think we're starting. We're getting our letter out to everyone we can. Um, we're, you know, presidential candidates are being sent this letter. We hope that it will, you know, influence the ones who claim that they are trying to make positive changes for the people. And that's a real opportunity. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't underestimate how important it is that we're coming into a presidential election year mm -hmm. from now till, till uh, 2024. And, and that's very important. I, I mean, I know politicians and I know how sensitive they are, especially and approachable they are during these, during this time period. Yeah. So, it's, and, it's, and that's, yeah. so that's working to our favor. Yeah, so and everybody thinks we have to influence the president of the United States, but that's not necessarily true. Uh, we need to influence council people, uh, local politicians, mayors, um, mm -hmm. and, and you know, yeah. as far as governors as well, because this could be implemented in a small city, in a small town, oh, in a tax base is, in the United States. Yeah. It's decided not by the president; yeah. it's decided absolutely. by the by the by the yeah. local governments, right? Well, depending on the state laws, as I mentioned, in Pennsylvania, they already have the ability, if they want to switch to a land uh, value tax system, they can do it. And it's been done many times in Pennsylvania. I am not aware of other states. I'm sure that it exists in other states probably, but I'm not. that's what each person would have to investigate within their own state. Um, and these ideas clearly are connected to other ideas like public banking, you know, having a state... Uh, run bank, you know, is another aspect of it. So people have different ways of, of, of I think, enhancing uh, the, the, the level of, of, of an economy that works better for the people. But this is a specific solution that actually has been activated and implemented with tremendous success. And the key people that know about these things and especially Alana Hartsock. I mean, she's the one, she lives in Pennsylvania. She, she has actively been involved in helping some of the areas in Pennsylvania that have utilized this to get onto it and to do it. And these are the reasons why, you know, we want to get the word out that there is this hands-on solution you can start with now, right in your local community. Now, who will be the actors uh, who, will be, who will be pushing back on this idea, who do we expect to go? Hey, I don't like that idea. That's not good. That's not good. That's gonna that's gonna destroy America or destroy well, the world. I would say the original, you know, the 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 initial problem at the Wall Street crowd well, yeah, is probably yeah, the, not going to be yeah. happy about this because yeah. 
right at the moment. I mean, a lot of the development that's happening around here in Massachusetts is being forced on small towns and cities by Wall Street because Wall Street wants REITs that they can market to the public. And they want, as a result of that, they also, they're together, they get together with the developers and the developers put in these huge, enormous uh, housing projects that override local zoning uh, rules. Now, the fact is, is that, you know, the towns and the cities have been struggling to get building done. But Wall Street, of course, has been interfering in a lot of different ways over the last 20 years or so in terms of, you know, jiggering up the, 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 the market in order to make it look good on Wall Street. So the fact is, is that, that's that's probably going to be the opposition and they're very powerful yeah. they come in and they 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 recruit local groups to protest at town halls and city halls and yeah. so that creates a a political issue about it and so uh well i'd also yeah. say i mentioned the fact that in fact i can give you a and it is happening here in massachusetts quite a okay. bit there's this a is, lot of there's a grassroots is, movement if anyone wants to know the history okay, of what happened to the Georgist economics, okay, and how there was a concerted effort to basically undermine its power that, as I said, his book in the 19th century was one of the best-selling books, okay, by the end of the 19th century. Okay, he was a speaker who was only second to someone like Mark Twain. It, you know, they're dealing with ideas that went as far as Tolstoy apparently was trying to get the Tsar of Russia to implement this idea, and there are those who think if the Tsar had done it, there may not have been a revolution. So you know, we're and that actually happened with the King of France too. He was also told to do the, to implement these ideas, these kinds of ideas, right? But again, these ideas were not created so much by Henry George. He resurrected them. These are old ideas that came from ancient times that have always been cut down. In fact, it was Roman law. It was Roman law that actually almost totally destroyed the idea of the what, what we call the commons, the idea of some lands that are put aside literally that everyone has equal access to and nobody can be kept out. There can be no um, no private privatization of this. Or if it is private, they must allow the land to be used. So there's many ways this has happened. And the problem that we're facing now, of course, is that the, 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 the effect of Roman law was to legitimize plunder, legitimize empire, basically. So if you decide to go and take something, by virtue of taking it, you, you have a right to do it. That's what Roman law actually enshrined. And that did not exist until Roman law did that. So these are the... This history is very important to understand. So the commons, I guess, you know, think of that as the most ancient relationship all humans had to each other, our equal access to the land and taking what we needed and building from those things what we needed. And we have to get back to that human level again, knowing that, you know, the way that King Charles acquired all that land had a lot to do with Roman law, <laughs> with the British Empire, <laughs> plundering. When you, when you say the word commons, I, it, it comes to me that in older universities around the world, including the United States, there's always the commons. Uh, in, yes. in, in the common area, I guess they call it, or the commons. Yes. It's a, an area yes. where the students hang around. I assume that's where that came from. 
Well, it, the, the commons is actually was this land definition. In fact, if you go back to, I think it was in the time of the Magna Carta, there were issues of, of how much access the people had to these lands and, and the enclosures that were being, um, you know, by those who wanted to privatize, basically. So you had your privatization going on, and that was part of what was enshrined in things like the Magna Carta. And these are the, the this is the history that that I think when people realize that this ownership thing was not something that we all came with. This idea of you know the, especially when you go back thousands of years with some of these uh, old line families that can still trace their you know their lineages back thousands of years. Um, there is a perception that somehow they really had this right to own everything. No, they didn't. This was something that was evolved over millennia, okay? And what we're dealing with now, of course, is an imbalance that is so fantastic and so impossible. When you look at the homelessness in yeah. San Francisco and Los oh, Angeles, Los Angeles. It's, okay, it's unbelievable. You, people don't realize this is the point. If, if Georgia's economics and, and the land value tax system was implemented in California right now, they could begin the process of ending homelessness. That is that probably is in three actually, or four years will be done, right? Whatever, yeah. What I mean, again, it's not that long. Once it's, it begins to be implemented and it shuts off, again, the speculation. It ends the ability. And remember what we're talking about. We're talking about taking the tax away from earned income, like your salary, right, and applying it to unearned income like the value of the land that very wealthy people like Prince Char King Charles obviously benefit from, but they don't pay their fair share of well, taxes. Well, in Alaska, it's actually written into the yeah. it's written into the agreement about the oil that's produced in Alaska. Right. Every Alaskan actually gets a check every year of some amount as an owner of the land value that's extracted by the oil companies. And that it's if, negotiated right into the contract. Right, and that actually is, I think it's in their constitution, possibly. Yeah. I, anyway, but that value comes at, in the last 20, and think of 2022, it was something like $3,000 a person. So if you're a family of four, that that's a lot of money to, to get, you know. And that, of course, goes back into the economy. Yeah, of course, the you local know? economy. So that makes it, it makes yeah. it just healthier yeah. immediately, as you yeah. said, you know, it, it can be done very quickly. And a lot of things can be turned around. A lot of the problems that we're facing right now could be turned around very, very exactly. easily and very quickly. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 there are those who might uh, try to pretend that oh, this is socialism. This is just socialism <laughs> hidden. You know. No, you go and read uh, the letter to King George, and you will understand. You will not be fooled again with that nonsense. You will never. Okay, be fooled on that again. note, I want to say uh, as we come to the close of the show. A couple things. Number one, we're going to have this letter on VT, so I want everybody who's listening to please get that letter. Uh, it'll be up probably on Monday. Uh, uh, that'll be around, uh, what's Monday? Let's see, today is the 28th, so first Monday will May. be what? The 1st of what? May. It'll be the 1st of May, okay. So it'll be up on the 1st of May on VT, that's vtforeignpolicy.com. Make sure you read that letter in full, uh, and of course, we want people to attend your Facebook meeting, and that's going to be when again, please? Well, it will actually be, it, it, it basically, it, it, it's viewable on Facebook, but 
we want you to go to uh, valediction.net slash event list. And okay. when you click on that, when you get to that page, you'll see a place to basically get the Zoom link. You will basically sign in and that the Zoom link will be sent right to you. And you will, you know, you'll come on to the Zoom. It's a Zoom event from 3 to 4.30 um, mm -hmm. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it is, um, it will, you know, the, the event will be, uh, you know, a, a discussion about the letter and our continuing effort to educate people as to how powerful and what more we can all do together when we all get on this bandwagon, you know, the Henry George bandwagon. <laughs> let's, let's call it the Henry George bandwagon. I like Henry, that. Well, we, we want to make King George the Henry, but listen to me, I did it again. <laughs> King Charles. <laughs> Flashcards. Oh my Flashcards. God! Flashcards. You want to be King Charles? King George is fine. George of the twenty-first. That's our invitation for next Wednesday's event on May third. Perfect. Okay. Also, I, I want to say to the VT readers out there, thank you for joining us always. Uh, we have a little challenge at VT. Obviously, we have a challenge with advertisers because we don't get much money from advertisers for various reasons because our, our content is uncensored and that doesn't play well with the antiseptic corporations that just want something that is antiseptic for them and nothing to be controversial. Uh, so we don't get a lot of money for that. So on that note, if you do like this kind of programming, uncensored direct programming, please, I'm telling you, support us. Uh, we have on our website, you can join us at buymeacoffee.com slash vtmedia. You can make a one-time donation or uh, if you can do something better, uh, join our membership at $8 a month. That makes a big, huge freaking difference. I'm telling you. We have servers to pay for, editors to pay for. The service of Riverside.fm that we use for this podcast costs money. Everything costs money. The internet is not free like it used to be in 2004 when we first started VT. It's not the same place. Everybody's charging for every little thing. And uh, for us to survive and thrive on that, we have to have funds to pay for it. And right now, it's a struggle. I'm not going to lie about that. It's always a struggle. And, you know, VT's been around 18 years. I want to make sure it's around for a lot longer than that. So, Please help out if you like this show. Take action. Help us out. I appreciate it. Don't forget to visit uh, Paul and Liz uh, on their on their event. And uh, Paul and Liz, as always, thank you very much for enlightening us, bringing amazing information, big ideas that help mankind and your fellow man. It's uh, a testament to your character that you would come on here and talk about such good things for everybody. Uh, I'm just a privilege to present it. That's all. Thank you so much for Letting us make our peace. Great show. <laughs> if you enjoyed this presentation, hit the like button now. Also, share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. VT approves this message.